listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast again this week. Ted Shuttlesworth here, and I'm excited. I'm actually recording this podcast from Ringe, New Hampshire, in the middle of the woods, literally in the middle of nowhere. You can't find me. Not even if you wanted to. I could give you GPS coordinates. You still couldn't find me. That's how deep in the woods I am. But technology is a wonderful thing. And there's Wi-Fi here by some crazy chance. I don't know how they did it. They must have had aliens come here before people ever founded Ringe, New Hampshire and put some kind of a structure in so that there could be internet signal. I'm not sure. I'm just happy we have it so I can get you the podcast today. We are going to talk about something that is extremely powerful today, and I want you to get ready for this because I truly believe that this right here, what I'm going to teach you and tell you today, will and can change your entire life. No matter what where you're at in life right now, this revelation from the Word of God changes everything. In fact, it's the underlying theme truly of the New Testament. And I want to I want to show this to you by the word of God today, and it really will change you for the better. Now, before we jump into that, as I often do, I want to encourage you to share the podcast today. So screenshot it on your phone if you can, and uh, share it Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Friendster, MySpace, fax it to somebody, email it, send it in a printed out page, folded and placed in an envelope, Give it by carrier pigeon. However, you're going to share the podcast today. Share it with somebody, and uh, I know it's going to bless their life. I'm getting a lot of feedback now uh, from people on the podcast that are telling me how much the podcast is blessing their life and changing them. They're hearing things they've never heard before. That's a good thing. I want people to have their eyes open to the Word of God, and that's why I pray for you guys that listen to the podcast the same prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus, and that is that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened and that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And the reason for that is because we can only rise as high in life as the level of revelation knowledge that we have from God's word. If you've listened to me speak or preach from any any period of time, you've heard me say that It is the level of truth that you have in your life that determines the level of freedom you have in your life. The level of truth you have in your life determines the level of freedom you have in your life. And that is found in the Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 32. The Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free or make you free. So truth you do not know cannot set you free. You've got to have revelation knowledge of God's word in order to be set free from any area of harassment from your enemy. And that's why we do this podcast to give you the mighty word of God and to show you things maybe you've never seen before. So I want to jump in today and talk about this. And the theme that I'm talking about today is that we have to keep a perception and a mindset that there's nothing impossible with God. We've got to have a perception and a mindset that there is nothing 
impossible with God. There's no impossible situation. There's no impossible circumstance. So no matter what it is in your life you're believing for or that you're dealing with currently, let me just encourage you and say that you serve an omnipotent God. He has all power. He has all ability. And there's nothing that he cannot do. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because as I look across the body of Christ and many people that I'm meeting as I travel around this nation and other nations, you know, on the surface, you'd probably hear them say, oh, yeah, I believe God's all powerful. I believe he can do anything. But then you look at the actions of their life or or, or the choices that they make, and it almost proves to you that they don't really believe that God can do anything. You know, he's our God. He's not just God. He's our God. He's our God. That's important. We have covenant with him. We're in relationship with him. He's ours and we are his. So we have this this super close relationship that he initiated. He's the one that set up covenant. And understand if he's our God, then he's working actively on our behalf. So the fact that he can do anything means that he can do anything on our behalf. And that's where faith comes in. But understand, we say that we believe that he can do anything. We say that we believe he's unstoppable. But then sometimes people make choices and you think, man, do you really think you serve a God that can do anything? I'll give you a perfect example. We're seeing far too many separations and divorces in the church. Far too many. Far too many. And what I mean by that is there are very, in my opinion, and I'm, you know, from interpretation of scripture, very few situations, in my opinion, that we should seek to separate or divorce. Obviously, there's extreme situations in any circumstance. Uh, what I mean by that is, obviously, you'll see people that are having to deal with physical abuse or, you know, obviously, as the Bible said, somebody's been unfaithful or cheated or whatever, you know, and even then, you know, if, if you're not in physical harm or excuse me, danger of, of physical harm, you know, I think anything by the Holy Spirit can be worked out. Literally, if there's repentant hearts and people that want to change, uh, there I think anything can be healed and worked out by God. Obviously, if you have somebody that's putting your life and your safety in danger and your children are in danger, that's a different story. But even sinful things like uh, adultery or, or, or whatever, that can be worked out. There can be forgiveness. There can be counseling. There can be things done. But there are far too many dis- divorces and separations in the church. And I don't say that to condemn any person who's listening to the podcast today that maybe you've gone through a divorce. I say that because I've recently heard all kinds of stories from people across the country and uh, they say, well, this one's no longer with this one and he left her. And and then you get down to the nitty gritty. Well, why did, why did they leave? Why did they separate? Well, they just said they couldn't really deal with each other anymore. I mean, like ridiculous reasons that show that people don't believe God can do anything. If you believe, yeah, well, he's like, what are you going to tell your kids? Yeah, well, you know, he can heal cancer. He can, you know, part the Red Sea. He just couldn't, he couldn't work it out for me and mommy. He couldn't heal our hearts. He could, you know, the Lord can do anything, you know, except heal our relationship. So mommy and I are going to separate. It's like, what do you really believe? Do you believe you serve a God that can do anything or do you not? And this is what the Bible teaches in, in the book of uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse seven, the Bible says, as a man thinks, in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So thoughts are extremely important. Thoughts are extremely important. What you have in your heart by the thought process that you keep matters a lot. 
And the reason I say that is because the Bible's very clear that the words that we speak, which carry power, by the way, speaking is our avenue to release power. Jesus operated like that. People even in the Old Testament operated like that. Jesus taught his disciples to operate like that. Speaking words of faith that will change the situation or circumstances of life, that is the way God operates. That's how he created the world. The Bible says in Isaiah 55 and verse 11 that God's declaring when he sends his word forth, it never comes back empty or void, but it always accomplishes what he sends it to do and it'll prosper in the thing whereunto he sent it. So God operates by the power of his word. His words carry power and he created you in his image and in his likeness and filled you with the breath of life and filled you with the Holy Spirit and subsequently your words carry power. So speaking is one of the main ways that we release the power of God in our lives. So because that's the case, it's extremely important what you believe and what's in your heart. Because if you don't believe the right things, and if you have a, a, an improper uh, misconception uh, about God or the Word of God, you won't speak the right things. And as a result, you can't have the right things or experience the right things. In fact, the Bible, Jesus is teaching you know, about, uh, about good trees and bad trees, and he's, he's obviously, it's a parable likened to people. He said, you know, trees that are, are good trees don't produce rotten fruit. And trees that are uh, uh, rotten do not produce good fruit because whatever's inside is what comes out. And then he goes on to say in Luke chapter six, he says it very clearly, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So the reason the Bible teaches us that uh, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, or a, a more modern way to say that would be, men will experience the reality of what's in their heart. Men and women will experience the reality of what is inside their heart because what's in your heart is what you say. It's what you speak. They even said that in the New Testament, the disciples said, we believe, therefore we speak. We believe, therefore we speak. So we say the things that we believe. And if what you believe is not right, then what you say will not be right. And as a result, you cannot see the wonder-working, miraculous power of God in your life if you don't have a proper belief system upon his word. You can't act like everything's possible. But I want to encourage you today that more than ever before, we need to have a proper perception of God and his word and live with a constant understanding that anything is possible. Anything is possible. One of the things that I feel like happens too often in our generation is we too often allow doubt and unbelief creep in to our mindset and we do not live like anything is possible. So many people live like they have to make everything happen in the natural realm, you know. There's so many people that depend on the natural for their existence or for their ability to move forward in life. Well, you know, I I didn't get the job that I wanted and I need to have a better income if I'm going to do this and that. They depend on their boss. They depend on their state uh, government. They spend on they depend on their federal government. They depend on uh, peers around them. And the Bible is very clear. God spoke and said, cursed is the man who puts his trust in the arm of flesh. And in doing so, turns his heart away from God. Think about that for a second. Cursed. God didn't just say, you know, I'm disappointed with you. 
if you put your trust in the arms of men. No, he said there's a curse that comes upon any person who puts their trust in the arm of flesh or the arm of men. People are not your help. God is your help. Remember that. God, who does the impossible, he is your help. God can do for you what no person can do for you. You realize God is the great physician. He can do for your physical body what no doctor or specialist or surgeon can do for your physical body. If you're wondering where that's found in the Bible, what I just quoted to you, it's found in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 5, where the Bible very clearly says, uh, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. And in doing so, his heart is turned away from the Lord. I love what, uh, as, as one time Bishop David Oedepo was preaching, or excuse me, praying, and the Lord said to him while he was praying, he said, my son David, can you make one of your eyes to look up and the other one to look down at the same time? And he tried it. And he said, no, Lord, I can't. He said, in the, in the same way that you can't make one eye look up and make the other one look down, he said, never tell people that you're looking unto me when you're really looking unto men. Don't ever tell people you're looking unto me when you're really looking unto men. You can't trust God and men at the same time. You can't put your faith in God and in men at the same time. The Bible calls that double-mindedness. And there's there's an extra, and here, here's what we need to hear in this generation more than ever before. The Bible says in the book of James that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You read James chapter one, verses six through eight. Don't let that man think, which man? The double-minded man. Don't let that man think that he will receive anything of the Lord. So double-mindedness ensures that you cannot receive from God. If you're looking unto men, but also looking unto God, it ensures that you cannot receive anything from the Most High God. You can't make one eye look up and the other one look down. And the Bible says, cursed is the man who puts his trust in the arm of flesh and he turns his heart away from the Lord. If we're going to be a group of believers in this final moments of time that truly believe that God is still a miracle working God that can do anything, we need to have a perception and a belief that he can do anything, but we also need to act and speak like he can do anything. Nobody needs to cry. You know, if even if I don't care what comes against your life, you know, the enemy may try, try, to, try to attack your physical body, try to attack your family with whatever. He tries. He tries to attack. But you should never hear a report that is evil and it cause you to be uh, uh, afraid or cause you to be uh, full of grief or full of sorrow. That's a, that's a sign that you don't believe God can do anything. I mean, I've had, I've had it happen in my life with my family. My parents have had reports that have tried to come to them, and they laugh. I remember. I remember they told my mom. She went in for a normal routine checkup. And uh, when she went into the doctor, the doctor did, did a whole check on her body and, and, and came back and said, oh, Miss Bonnie, you have this disease. And he listed what disease it was. We can't believe we found this, we found this disease in your body. And my mom just started to laugh. And she said, no, 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 you're mistaken. I can't have that. 
I can't have that disease. And went home laughing about it and never said another thing. And the doctor never contacted her again about it. And she didn't receive the report. So that sounds extremely irresponsible to me. Yeah, it might sound irresponsible to some people. But to some, faith, you have to understand, faith is saying it cannot happen to me because I am God's child and his life-giving force lives in my body. What? Let me ask you, what business do cancer cells have living in a body that's filled with a life-giving spirit? You know, God placed the Holy Ghost on the inside of your physical body. Paul had to write the church in Corinth and actually remind them. He said, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost? He lives in you, dwells in you, makes his home in you. He said to the Romans uh, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and quickens or makes alive your physical body. So you start to ask yourself, what business do cancer cells have living in a body that's filled with a life-giving spirit? What business does type 2 diabetes have living in a body that's filled with life-giving force and virtue? What business does glaucoma and arthritis and mesothelioma have living in a body that is purchased by the blood of Jesus, that is inhabited by the Holy Ghost who raised Jesus from the dead? They're trespassing. They have no business in your body. And you have to start having a perception. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. Not to me. That will not be my story. My story will not be the world's story. I was sitting somewhere and a preacher was preaching. And he announced that he was going to preach on divine healing. But before he preached, he said, you know, he encouraged everybody to open their notebooks and open their Bibles so that we could take notes on what he was saying. And one of the first things he said at the very outset of his message, he said, now I understand that we're talking about divine healing, but I do want to just say statistically that about one out of every three or one out of every four of you that are sitting in this room will die of cancer one day. Those are just the statistics. Well, when he said that, I closed my notebook and I closed my Bible and made up in my mind, there's nothing else that I can receive from this man about the subject of divine healing. If you're that foolish that you're going to get ready to preach to a group of people, but first quote natural statistics about the fact that, well, one out of four of you, no matter what goes on, are going to die because that's just the facts then you don't understand the truth of God's word. The facts don't have the final say. God's word has the final say. Facts can change. Truth remains forever. If you're if you're putting some of these notes down, you're going to tweet something. If you're going to put something out uh, on Facebook from today's podcast, put this out. Facts can change, but truth remains the same forever. Facts can change, but truth remains the same forever. And the truth of God's word cannot fail. Facts will change. When you put the word in in motion in your life and you begin to speak it, confess it, believe it, stand on it, doing that will change the facts of your life. And that's why I'm saying that as, as a new generation of believers, we have to rise up with the understanding and the mindset that our God can do anything. Our God can do anything. And, and to see his power activated in our lives, he has given us the power of speaking to activate his power on the earth. That when we speak, we release the power of the Holy Spirit in this, in this world, in this earth, in this generation. You know, I, I've, for years I've taught this. Back when I was a youth pastor, I was a youth pastor for about eight, nine years. And I would teach my young people on a weekly basis that you need to be very careful about the words you speak over your life. 
because we need to all understand that every word that comes out of our mouth is a seed. And that seed is planted into your future when you speak it. And when you speak those words, just like God's words, they begin to create an atmosphere for you to walk in in the future. They create an atmosphere for you to live in in the future. The Bible says by your words, you're justified and by your words, you are condemned. In the book of Proverbs, the Bible says that the power of life and death are in the tongue and he that loves it will eat the fruit thereof. You will experience the fruit of what you say and confess in your life without question. And I used to teach my young people, don't just speak randomly over your life. Don't say foolish, flippant things. Well, you know, you know, it's, it's always been hard for my family. Things that, you know, it's just, it's life is hard. You know, you got to understand life is hard and, you know, life doesn't always treat you fairly, but you got to play with the, you know, the hand you've been dealt. And, you know, sometimes life gives you lemons. You got to make the best as if life is some kind of a force or, or, or a personality or an entity that can choose what goes on in your existence. Life is not a person. There, there's not a person. There's not an entity called life that's dealing you a deck of cards. No, every man has the ability to take God's word and to define his own future by the word of God. Now, I'm not talking about your calling. God calls you. God purposes you. God sets you on a track. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. But how far you go in that calling, how far you go in your purpose is not up to God. It's up to you. He can do the impossible, but will you stand in faith and act and speak and believe him to do the impossible? See, that's the key. And this is what I used to tell my young people. Not only are your words seeds, I said, but they're going out into your future right now and they are creating an environment that you will live in tomorrow. And I used to use this phrase because I wanted to stick in their mind. I said, what you're saying right now is doing one of two things. It's going into your future and you can either tomorrow or in, in next year, whenever you get there, you can either walk into a five-star resort hotel suite that you've created by your words, or you can walk into a truck stop bathroom. The choice is yours. What you speak, the things that come out of your mouth are creating. They are constantly creating. You have a God who made you to be like him. He filled you with the breath of life, filled you with power, and gave you the ability to speak words of life and words of faith in the same way that Jesus did. Matthew chapter 8 there was a centurion soldier who came to Jesus and he said, Lord, my servant is at home home, and he's got palsy. He's sick. He said, and I want you to heal him. Jesus, who was so full of compassion, said, I'll travel to your house and heal him. I have no problem with that. He said, no, you don't even need to do that because I understand authority and I'm a man of authority. And when I speak, my men come and when I tell them to go, they go. He said, I've noticed you're just like me, Jesus. You have that same authority, but in the spirit. And I know that if you would just speak the word only without traveling to my house, without laying hands on my servant, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Jesus was like, man, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. You're not even a Jew and you believe me more than my own people believe me. And he spoke the word in Matthew chapter eight. And the Bible says, and from that hour, the servant was healed or made whole. Jesus spoke a word and that word traveled on his behalf and created something that took place in the natural realm, a visible change. The reason for that is because the Bible says in prophecy in Psalm 107 and verse 20, that he sent his word 
and it healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and it healed them, one translation says. What did? The word carries power to perform. So if, if we truly believe, see, that's why it's so vital to be filling your spirit with the word of God every day. Because what you have filling your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. The Bible doesn't say just what's in your heart comes out of your mouth. It says out of the abundance of your heart, what you filled your heart with. You know, let me give you an example. You may have gone to algebra class at some point and you've taken algebra in high school, but you're not sitting around all day thinking about algebra, but there might be somebody listening to the podcast today that you love sports. And, you know, we got the World Cup going on right now. Maybe you love soccer. Maybe you love football. Maybe you love basketball. And you're constantly online. You're watching every game of your team. And you know all the stats. You know all the signings and who got traded and who's there. And you're constantly filling yourself. You watch, you know, Sports Center all the time. You've got all the updates. And if you really love that team and you've been reading about them, you've been watching clips, you've been watching games, when you meet somebody that wants to talk and you start the conversation, where do you think it's going to go? Somebody who loves sports, it's going to go to sports. But even though you've got algebra in your heart as well, you're not immediately saying, hey, let me tell you, I just learned some new algebraic equations that really blew my mind. I wanted to show them to you. No, because that might be in your spirit, might be in your heart, might be in your mind, but it's not filling your heart. It's not in the abundance of your heart. And whatever you fill yourself with is what begins to come out of you. Whatever you fill yourself with is what begins to come out of you. So that's why it's so important to fill your spirit with the word of God on a daily basis, a daily basis. You should have some kind of a plan in motion to read the Bible every day. I've been encouraging the young people here in New Hampshire that if you, I mean, think how simple this is. If you were to just read three chapters of the New Testament every day, which takes no time, literally takes no time at all. I mean, most people binge watch Netflix at night and don't think anything about blowing three hours on a show that they want to see the what happens next in the next episode. They'll sit there for three hours without even a pee break and binge watch Netflix. It would take less than 20 minutes for you to read three chapters of the New Testament. And if you did that every day, imagine that. You'd read the New Testament four times a year, once a quarter. Three chapters, that's nothing. Come up with a plan that you can follow and fill yourself with the word of God on a daily basis so that the abundance of your heart is filled with God's word. One of the things that that'll help you to do is to live free from sin. David said that in Psalm 119 and verse 11. He said, Lord, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. So part of that, see, because if you're going to have success in the kingdom, then you've got to keep sin out of your life as well. Sin is a killer that kills everything it touches. And that's why the enemy works so hard to try to get you to fall into temptation on a daily basis, because it doesn't really matter that God can do the impossible, because if we don't allow him to uh, work in our lives through holiness, righteousness, then there's nothing he can do. His hands are tied. So finding a way to keep the word of God in your heart on a daily basis is vital to seeing God do the impossible in your life. This perception that we've got to have, see, let me, let me say this, and I, and I want to kind of kind of finish with this. When the psalmist said, 
in, in the in the book of Psalms, he said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. The psalmist was already magnifying the Lord, but he was encouraging others to do the same. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. When you magnify the Lord, if you had a magnifying glass in your house and you were to use it to look at coins or stamps or something like that, people that collect coins and stamps often have a magnifying glass on hand to look at the details of the coins they've purchased or stamps, whatever. And when you do that, when you hold that magnifying glass up to the coin or to the stamp, everyone knows it doesn't make the stamp bigger and it doesn't make the coin bigger. It just makes your view of it bigger. And the same is true with what the psalmist said. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. It doesn't make God bigger when you praise him and when you magnify him and get into his presence. He was the same size and carried the same power before you magnified him while you were magnifying him and when you were done magnifying him. The only thing it does is for you, besides pulling you into his presence, it gives you a clear view. It makes your view of God bigger. When you begin to recount the benefits and details of God's presence and what it does is it allows you to see the wonderful details of God's power in your life. And the problem is, is that many people's hearts are filled with what the Bible refers to as the cares of this world in Mark chapter four, things that are going on on the news, things that are going on in the economy, things that are going on in pop culture, things that are going on in regular culture. Oh, I just see a lot of racism out there. I mean, they're just filling themselves day after day with the common everyday affairs of men. And the Bible says, when you do that, and you have that filling your heart, the cares of this world, it's, it causes you to become thorny ground and any revelation of God's word you get is choked out by the cares of this world. So the devil wants that to be your story. But when you magnify the problems, that's what happens. But when you begin to magnify the Lord, turn the news off, turn the stream off and begin to magnify the Lord. And when you do that, it makes your view of God bigger. When you begin to recount the fact that he's my healer, He's the God that heals me. He'll allow none of these diseases to come upon me. You go through all the scriptures on that. By his stripes, I was healed 2,000 years ago. And you begin to talk like that and magnify him and recount his goodness like that. It puts, puts you in remembrance. It puts you in remembrance of his goodness and his grace and his mercy. And when you do it, it makes your view of God bigger. And when you praise him, he comes and inhabits your praises and begins to bring with him what's entailed in his presence. And when you do that, it's much easier to fill your heart with faith, and then your heart is filled with the goodness of God. And when you speak, that faith that you've built up by reading the word, listening to preaching, whether it be YouTube, you know, Miracle Word Radio, whatever, you know, now we're on, Miracle Word Radio is is on every Amazon Alexa-enabled device. So if you have one of those in your house, the, you know, Amazon Echo or the Amazon Dot, whatever, uh, you, all you have to do is download that skill through the Alexa app, Miracle Word Radio. And you can literally say, Alexa, play Amazon, or excuse me, play Miracle Word Radio. And we've made it that easy for you to get preaching into your house 24-7. So you can sit there and listen. You can listen on our app. You can listen on the website. We want you to receive the revelation of God's word. Fill yourself with it in the car while you're waiting in line. Put some earbuds in. Listen to the word of God being preached. And your heart begins to be filled with the mighty word of God. So that when you begin to speak, 
You begin to speak words of life that will produce impossible results into your own personal life. And that's what God is looking for. And listen, that's why Paul said, and this is so vital. He said that we take every thought captive that would exalt itself above the name of Jesus. And we make it obey Christ. We take every thought captive and we make it obey Christ. Your thoughts don't control you. You control your thoughts. They don't control you. You might have something pop into your head that you didn't plan on popping into your head, but that doesn't mean you have to sit around and meditate on it for three hours. You can control. The Bible says, set your mind on things above. That means your mind can be set like a thermostat and it can be set like a DVR. You can set it to record the thoughts of God. You can set it to dwell on supernatural and heavenly things and not to dwell on the things of this earth that fill you with anxiety, depression, or panic. But it'll fill you with faith, with peace, and with joy when you meditate on God's word and fill your heart with the preaching and teaching of God's word. Very powerful. And then it's easy to step over into the supernatural realm because you've already kept yourself in a place where you've cultivated the supernatural in your life. And then you don't have to, you know, fast and pray for seven days before you can get back in the groove of your spirituality. Stay spiritual on a daily basis. You understand? Stay spiritual on a daily basis. You know, we we were talking, uh, my cousin and I were talking about, you know, this, this uh, and it's, you know, it's been around for, for a long time now, but everybody, a fad that everybody's getting on this keto diet, this ketogenic diet. If you don't know how that works, that, you know, when you eliminate sugar and carbohydrates from your diet, then, you know, your body goes into a state of ketosis and begins to burn your body fat for fuel rather than the carbs you're putting in. But notice if you even just have sugar, you drink, you know, you eat candy or cake or take a cup of coffee or whatever with sugar in it or drink a latte from Starbucks, it kicks your body out of that state of ketosis. And then it can take two to three days for your body to get back into that state. And that's what happens is that people do a whole lot of cheat days with their spirituality. They get spiritual for Sunday, you know, and then they go back to being the carnal Christian that they've been their whole life, Monday, Tuesday, you know, and then they want to try to swing back into being spiritual again on Wednesday night. But the problem is they've had too many cheat days. And so they have to take multiple days. Some people are so fleshly that they have to fast a week before they can get into the spirit realm. And that shouldn't be the case. We don't need cheat days away from God's word, away from prayer, away from listening to the word of God preached every day. See, understand something. We understand how important it is to do natural things. You know, even even natural people understand that. That's why they build these smart watches. Everybody's wearing a Fitbit now. Everybody's wearing an Apple Watch, whatever you have. You know, smart watches, and they're all counting their steps. People say, "How many steps did I take today?" All this. Why? Because even even in the natural realm, people are trying to get us to be more aware of our physical health. You know, you need to get up. I mean, the Apple Watch will tell you when it's time to actually stand up. You've been sitting too long. Stand up. Stretch your legs. Get your blood flowing. You need to walk more. You know, you need to do whatever. They're, they're always trying to get you, and and they're pushing you to take steps toward uh, physical exercise and to keep yourself in shape. But the Bible says, and there's nothing wrong with physical exercise, we need it. But Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, physical exercise profits a person a little bit, 
but godliness is profitable in all things or into all things. So in every area of your life, godliness is profitable. It'll change your finances. It'll change your relationships. It'll change your mind. It'll change your physical body. Everything about you, godliness will change. So when we, if we're expecting the impossible, we need to, you know, we need to take the same steps in the spirit that people are willing to take in the flesh and be spiritual people on a daily basis and fill ourselves with the word of God so that our heart is a reservoir filled with faith and filled with the word so that when we speak, the things that come out of our mouth produce supernatural results. I'm going to pray for you today at the end of this broadcast that God would give you a hunger and a desire for the supernatural, a hunger and a desire for his word that you like never before would dedicate to the things of God. If you're expecting to see the impossible take place and I'm believing with you, then it's going to take pressing into the supernatural and expecting God to do what he said in his word. But the first step is filling yourself with that word and getting into a place of the spirit. Father, in Jesus name, I pray for every one of those those that are listening to me today. They're expecting the impossible in their life. I pray now in Jesus' mighty name that you would give them a hunger and a desire to read your word, to pray, to get into your presence. For your word declares in Matthew chapter 5 that if we'll hunger and thirst after righteousness, that we're blessed, we'll be filled when we hunger and thirst after the things of righteousness. So give us that hunger, give us that thirst, and let us press into your spirit. Let us not put our trust in the arms of men or the strength of men, but Lord, let us always put our faith and our trust in you and in your word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Listen, guys, I love you. Listen, if this podcast is being a a blessing to you, send me a message on Instagram. You know, you can follow me at Ted Shuttlesworth on Instagram. Uh, On Twitter, I'm at T Shuttlesworth, at T Shuttlesworth. Uh, But I want you, very specifically, I want you to follow me on Instagram uh, every week now that IGTV has launched. If you don't know, Instagram launched Instagram television or IGTV. And we're releasing a new episode every single week of something that we're calling Faith in Five, where we build your uh, we build your faith in five minutes or less on Instagram television. It's exclusively on there. You can't see it anywhere else. And uh, we've already released two episodes. And in a couple of days, on Thursday, we're releasing the third episode. Carolyn is going to be taking it from here. And she's going to be talking about change your words, change your life. And um, she just finished a powerful Uh, episode last week on uh, raising godly children. So those will be a huge blessing to you. So I want you to go and uh, follow us on Instagram, check those out and uh, share it with somebody. And then if you've got, if you've not gotten a chance yet to check out Miracle Word University, I want to encourage you strongly. If you're believing for God to use you in this final, these final moments of time, and I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be equipped properly with the word of God to be a deliverer in your generation. And I want to encourage you to go over to miraclewordu.com. That's miraclewordu.com. Check out the courses we have available. New ones are getting ready to go up. They're only $69 a piece for about five hours of teaching on each course. It will stir your spirit and put you in position to do great things for the kingdom of God. I love you guys. And don't forget until next week, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I'll see you next week. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. 